Pickaxe. Hello and welcome back to High Rollers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast in the world of Arois. Run by Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes, with me, Tom, playing Keelak Adkalar, the bard slash cleric. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm playing Ayla, a wild elf barbarian. Hi, I'm Rhiannon. I'm playing Sentry. I am a guardian paladin. And I'm Kim. I'm playing Nova, who is an air ganassi, and she is a hexblade warlock. Unfortunately, Chris couldn't make it into today's session. That means Lucius Virian Elowin Elinesto is being run by Mark for the duration of the episode. A big thank you to our sponsors, D&D Beyond and Brilliant.org. So let's jump into the episode where we make our way into some form of civilization and begin a new chapter in the story of Arois. Uh, welcome to High Rollers Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, a quick recap on what happened the last time we got together. Uh, you made your way through, you had been engaged in a battle uh, in the Bitterwood, uh, a cold valley of ice and, and mountains where your airship had crashed. And trying to survive, you had basically made enemies with a group of wild elf exiles that were kind of living in the area. Trying to escape from a band of them, you had tr- attempted to hide and had several of your possessions, namely Nova's uh, sword that she seems extremely protective of, um, as well as Lucius's arcane focus, had been taken from you. And so a plan was made to raid their camp at night to try and steal the items back. The raid did not go as, as you had hoped initially. Um, with alerting the guards, you were drawn into a pretty deadly battle where you were pushed to your limits. Their leader, Kala, uh, a, druidic, a druidic figure who shapeshifted into a bear, bitterly fought you uh, to avenge her fallen comrades, um, and, a, and a battle enraged. During the end of it, Valor, the teenage human girl that had uh, escaped the airship with you, had managed to sneak into a tent to retrieve um, Tiangong and the uh, arcane foci, but a strange uh, purple explosion erupted from the tent or from the, from the shelter, um, causing a mild distraction. She emerged, returned the items, and you fought to the end Uh, defeating the Druid and saving your companions. There was a brief moment where it looked like Sentry might be dead, but she wasn't, thanks to her Solvin shield uh, protecting her, uh, and definitely not a maths error on the Dungeon Master's behalf. Um, But you managed to overcome the situation, and you began the journey north to where you believe there to be civilization. You followed a river uh, which Arvel, your dwarven companion, referred to as the White Breeze, um, and began following that north towards a place called Rose Hall, uh, which Arvel said was a, a you know a town um, to the southern end of, of a kingdom uh, that he is part of. You made your way there. You camped overnight. You really the travel went uh, mostly uninterrupted, except for on the second night, where Ayla spotted uh, a series of eyes watching you from the darkness and a gang of six goblins emerged to attack you, uh, almost uh, knocking, well, knocking Lucius unconscious and nearly injuring him, but you managed to fight them all off. Uh, You complete the long rest, so I know you've all marked off a long rest on your sheets. Cool. And the morning comes too. 
And I believe that this marks the second chapter of the Eroes uh, campaign, so we're going to move on. And this one is called Every Rose Has Its Thorns. I'm right. Oh, wow. Yep. Nice. So, and the first that. chapter was called Stormy Skies. Stormy Skies. That makes sense. So Every Rose Has, has Its Thorns. thorns. Nice. You can consider this chapter two. So if we were to bookmark it, you know, okay. we had a little section of your escape from the Bitterwood. Nice. And now we move on to a new chapter. Awesome. Stormy skies for chapter one. Yes. Mm, and then, I like it. Uh, and it begins with Palador himself, the great sun that brings light and warmth to Erois, rises to the east and casts long golden shadows amongst the hills and valleys of the green fields that stretch before you. The river that you have been following, the White Breeze, winds down and through the dales and you can see it begins to slowly lose some of its strength and size as little brooks begin to splinter off and it becomes more of a pleasant countryside river. The air begins to warm slightly, but the chill that signifies the beginning of the long night still hangs in the air and you have a long road ahead of you, still two days travel away from civilization. Um, I'm guessing you would like to get started. Yeah, and so you picked up enough rations from the Wild Elf's camp, um, so everybody can mark off if you have your uh, rations marked down. You, you lose one day of rations. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is just after the fight with the goblin? Yes, you have thrown the bodies to the side, managed to... Uh, Lucius uh, enters a trance, refusing to take any watch, wrapping himself up tight in a blanket, yeah. uh, probably trying to get as close to sentry as possible for protection, yeah. um, with whimpering, so daddy! <laughs> um, but you, uh, so far the night, you are un- undisturbed. Can I? Yes. Have a proper look at the spear tip that uh, I took from colour. Yeah. So you look at basically it is a black iron spearhead, quite large, uh, much larger than you would anticipate from a regular spear, and it is strung up on leather thronging, so kind of like almost like leather kind of cord um, into a crude necklace. Um, you hold it in your hands and, yeah, it feels weighty. Uh, the blade is still incredibly sharp, despite being made from this kind of like very rough-looking, cheap black iron. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you look at it, examine it. There's no runes or anything on it. It just is a black iron spear tip. Were the weapons they were using black iron as well? No, they were mainly uh, crude blades, uh, looked like hunting knives and bows they had primarily. They look like hunter's weapons, the kind of things that people who go out into the wilderness would use. Yeah, okay. Curious. Has anyone ever encountered such a thing before? Would we have uh, encountered yeah. such a thing before? I don't think I so. I don't no. think I would have. If it's in your histories, then sure. Like, if any of you would have encountered magic items. I guess the only thing is, like, um, like Ayla, you know that like wild elf clans sometimes have relics. I mean, you yeah, carry yeah. the Howling Gale, so you know that that it could be something like that. Um, you have all heard legends of magic weapons and armor and things like that. Those are not, you know, big surprises. You know, there is countless tales throughout all of Eroes' history. Back during the war, there were weapons and armor which warriors rode into battle. There were legendary artifacts that could create food or water. You know, there was all these kind of like magic and things out there that people would use to to supplement the war and, and to yeah. survive. So, um, magical relics are not something you are unaware of, but you have not perhaps encountered any yourselves. Next question. Does anyone have a pearl or an owl feather? Uh, a what? An owl feather or pearl? Very specific. Actually, both. Well, I know this thing. It's a spell. Um, 
Tiangong taught it to me. I could probably identify this, but I need a pearl, an expensive one. I have um, aracochran feathers. Will they do? We could try. I've got plenty of those. Um, oh, um, we can probably find the feather, but the pearl. Mm. Unless Fancy Boy has one, I don't. Did you see any while you were at the bottom of the river? Oh no, I don't have anything like that. But your coat—it's covered in gems and—is that a pearl? That's a pearl right there. No, no, no. This is all quite decorative. It's expensive, but it is not that much. <laughs> I'm just like lifting my fingers. <laughs> no, 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 Nova, please. What? Not my pearlies. You've got loads. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. These are these are more decorative, and they certainly aren't worth a hundred gold. Hmm. Perhaps we could buy one when we reach a town. Oh, could you? Uh, no, no. I said we. <laughs> <laughs> but you minted. <laughs> yes, but this has to survive me until I can find Daddy. I'm happy to chip in a fair share. Fair enough. <laughs> well, until then, I can't really help, but yeah, if we manage to get a pearl, then Do I can... Do you believe I... it to be magic? Yeah, I think oh so. Look goodness. at it. It looks fairly magical. I mean... Oh, but you don't know. No, but I can know if I conduct my experiment with, you know, and... and oh, I see. ...perform a ritual, but... We don't want to waste a hundred goldies. No, we want a pearl <laughs> and an owl feather. It won't be a waste. The pearl, I can yeah. still use the pearl again and again and again. Oh, I see. It's not a one-use thing. Oh. Out of interest, um, so we don't know it's magical. Have you tried asking your sword? You can talk to him. Him? That's still Her? weird, by it? the way. I still haven't quite decided. Uh, on what is sometimes it? it sounds like a male voice. Sometimes it sounds like a female voice. Sometimes it's many voices. Many oh. voices. Mm. I understand me, me being in your world is very strange, but a talking weapon is unusual. Tiangong doesn't really talk. It's a feeling. It's words. It's a memory. Oh, uh, do you have a feeling that this is magical? Okay, so on that, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold the spear tip and just shut my eyes really hard. <laughs> just like. <laughs> no. Well, this looks dangerous. Don't hurt yourself. Don't Nova. explode. Nova, Nova. Oh my goodness. Nova. You need to go to the toilet. <laughs> Nova, you're going blue. Wait, no. Yeah, Nova, <laughs> yeah, Nova starts going like purple, like a little purple. <laughs> like, I know you made the goblin's head explode, but I don't want to see yours explode like that because that was really messy. It, it would be interesting though, wouldn't it? The idea that knowledge could make a wand's brain explode. No. But no, Tiangong has nothing. <laughs> okay. 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 Great. Well, uh, fantastic experiment. Mm -hmm. Shall we continue? Sure. Alright. You guys want to head off? Yes, yeah. please. Okay, fantastic. So, um, nominate somebody to make a survival check. Uh, I believe Quill was the last one to do it, so I will ask yeah. somebody else to do it. Do you want me to do it? I mean, we were sort of working together, I think. When yeah, we you can do that. You can do so that. We so you can both it. make the checks, yeah. Ha! Okay. <laughs> Natural one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good start! We fall over a log. <laughs> 23. 23. Okay. okay. So, uh, you... <laughs> Ayla, you're kind of, this kind of environment is weird, like there's no sea breeze, uh, it's, you're kind of like landlocked here, which you're not used to, you're kind of used to having the coast around there's to judge things There's a stupid river that's too strong, Yeah, it's just terrible. It's too loud. Um, are you still bitter about that? Don't talk to me about it. Okay. Uh, the other, Arvel, uh, Yusef, Corin, and uh, Vala just kind of fall in behind, the, those four and Lucius 
kind of drift off a little bit and are following your lead. Mm -hmm. Smart can't play all of them. Um, <laughs> And yeah, with Quill's help, you managed to basically lock down the, the landscape. And you know that you're entering some pretty quite uh, hilly plains like grassland um, where there's a lot of dips and valleys and dales. Um, but the river is pretty consistent. And although it is beginning to lose some of its strength and it's beginning to kind of like filter off into little brooks and things like that, the majority of it is still a very large, wide river and it still heads north. So keeping that to your um, right, you just carry on going. Yeah. Um, it is late afternoon when you, Quill, spot something off in the distance. Um, perhaps, like, no more than sort of maybe, like, 25, 30 minutes walk away from the river. Like, you kind of crest a large hill, and you're looking down into a dale, and you can see that far off to the east, uh, west, sorry, you can see a large chasm. It's probably about three miles wide, Whoa. and it has, like, the, the edges of it have, like, been broken up into very rocky, um, kind of sharp hill lands, whereas the most of it is, like, quite grass-covered hills, sloping, gentle kind of rises. This is very rocky and jagged, and this chasm just seems to plummet straight down and it's about three miles wide it's, it's very large yeah. um, and it just seems to creep in and you can see probably just poking up from quite deep into it but you can see the tops of buildings what look like old ruined town uh, houses um, just kind of poking up from somewhere deep in the chasm itself. Oh, so there's a uh, buildings inside. The chasm. Yeah, it looks like looks ruinous though. It looks like it's not lived in now. It looks like it's uh, crashed into this large chasm. Oh, okay. uh, this chasm's kind of swallowed something up and kind okay. of like expanded around it. Would I know enough about Savona to know if this is a new thing or an old thing? You can or? give me a history check. Okay. Uh, Okay. I would say, I that, yeah. um, if Quill points it out, sure. I think the only one that would really be able to make a history, well, I think Nova and Sentry, I don't think Ayla would really be able to she make a check nothing. on it. Yeah. It's more that you're not familiar with this area and things like that. Uh, so I've got 15. 15? Okay, and I'm assuming, do you tell the others? Like, do you point it out? I mean, I, yeah. It's you can see this huge Noteworthy enough. Yeah, they yeah. probably would have missed it if they hadn't been scanning the horizon, if you were just focused on your goal. Yeah. But because you're quite perceptive, you kind of saw it and kind of like took another hill to get a better look at it and things mm. like that. Um, so if you guys want, you can also make a history check, uh, Nova and Sentry, yeah. um, just to see if you might know anything a, a little bit about it. 18. Seven. Seven, 18. Okay, so uh, with your 15 quill, you, yeah, this, uh, you're looking at this and you think this must be um, and something that was caused by the sundering, this mm. kind of big uh, catastrophic event which kind of split the land apart, mm. drove the continents, like buried certain cities, you know, dragged cities beneath the waves, swallowed some up under mountains, this kind of cataclysmic event. Um, you think, looking at this, this is obviously, you reckon that that is a pre-sundering town or city okay. that was engulfed by a chasm. Nova... Based on your reading and your, your research into the, the Sundering and also the, the kind of like the places of Erois that existed before it, um, something called the Founding Age, um, you think, based on roughly where you are, being this Savona, Southern Savona, you vaguely remember something about a dwarven town called um, uh, Dwaladen. Uh, Dwalinden, sorry, Dwalinden. Could you spell that for me? D W A L. A-L-I-N-I-N-D-E-N. Dwalinden. Um, and yeah, like you do remember like there was there were large, you know, dwarven settlements in this area. The whole continent of Savona was once ruled by dwarves effectively. Um, and you think this might be this is roughly the, the location of it. And you'd heard that it was one of the towns that was swallowed up during the sundering. Um, 
but you're not quite sure like of its local significance like mm. if people go to it if there's anybody living in it you don't know that much you just you're aware of this kind of old ruin and and you you suspect it might be this old town this dwarven town yeah i think i would explain to century because i guess this would be the first time she's ever seen anything like that mm. post sundering yeah um so i'll explain the whole that's what happened to certain places. Yeah. Um, you can even probably, you probably have like a, a very vague map which just shows the continents kind of split apart. Um, you probably don't have it detailed with places, but it's kind of a common thing that I guess a messenger would have like just the continent names. Yeah. Like the map I kind of showed you guys where it yeah, has yeah. like the continents and their names. Um, and Century, yeah, you're looking at this. And Erois, when you knew it, was one large Pangea, this kind yeah. of large country um, that really didn't have any borders because the whole people worked together. Everybody was working together in this utopia. And there were kingdoms, but they weren't, nobody was ever out enemies with each other. There were occasionally border conflicts, but the gods kind of made sure that everybody worked together. Yeah. Um, to see this now, this map that Quill is showing you, everything has been pulled apart, whole chunks of land have been lost, sunk beneath the waves. Um, and looking at this map now, you can see, you vaguely would know where, uh, where Solvin would have been, yeah. and there is no land there. It was open ocean. It seems to oh, just be goodness. complete sea. Okay. Um, what you would know is that it was very far from where Quill found you. How you got from there to where you were found, you don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it is a distance. It's, it's a considerable distance, like across the ocean. Okay. Um, and Quill's kind of explaining this, but you see this map and, yeah, like your thoughts kind of like, you know, focus on different areas and things like that. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I guess I could ask you, like, would you have known what this, this could have been when...? when... I, I, I explained to you that this area over here, this is where Solvin was. This is where my home is. There's, 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 there's nothing. It's, it's gone. And you, uh, where Sentry's pointing is near a place called the Starfall Archipelago, which was near the centre of Erois when it was okay. one, con one continent. And um, the, the nearest landscape to that is a, is, a pen is a series of islands called the Starfall Archipelago. So what was Solvin back then? Was it in the very centre of what was Erois? It was nearby. It was yeah. very close to the centre. It wasn't the capital of the, the whole con of the of the continent, but it was nearby. It was it was very it was a very large yeah. town, um, and was responsible for a lot of the technological advances of of Eros. Hmm. So, for an entire city like that to disappear, wait, you come from Solven? That's correct. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I want to go back. Let's go. Apparently, it's it's the the capital of technological advances. Well, you would know. You are one. We did a great deal of trade in Solvin. We were well known for transporting technological goods around Aroes. So, think of all the things we could find there. <gasps> um, Nova, I think you might have missed a little bit of that. It's gone. It's though. not no, there. It, it's not there on the surface, but it's got to go somewhere, right? Underwater. Yeah. It's sunken? Well, that, that one is in a massive crater, which, by the way, sucks for them. But <laughs> well, this one, yeah, water. There's a lot of water around there. Might, no one's ever do. explored. We could go explore. I can hold my breath. For how long? A very long time. More than, say, two or three hours? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Eric and I say hi. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do that. So, uh, <laughs> That's not a thing anyone else can do. That's a solo trip, my friend. I think I can hold my breath for perhaps... One minute. Try it. Right Do you want now. a competition? 
I want him to start like going a bit purple. He, after a minute, he does. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's holding her breath as well, and just just not even. Like. You're very good. <laughs> he starts breathing. Heavily. Um, uh, Yusuf kind of like looks quite solemnly at Sentry and is kind of watching to see your reactions to things and things like that. Uh, Valor is like looking over the map, and she, she's also she like Valor comes up to Quill, and she's like, "So, what do you think is in the chasm?" In the chasm, uh, I don't actually know. Does anyone Hi. over? Of course she knows. After you. Yeah, I'm just like sticking my arm up in the air, just yes. like, you know, like kind of like... No, but hey. add, add to the... Go ahead, please. So judging on where we are, I think I saw this in a book once, and I think that is the old dwarven town of Dwalinden. Dwalinden. Dwal- mm-hmm. Hey, Arvel's just as like... Yep, that's pretty much what it is. It's an old dwarven town from before the Sundering. And what did what was it? What did they specialize in? Oh, they uh, well, they. I mean, it's ancient history for me. I mean, this is long before my ancestors were really around. But from what we're told, uh, I mean, anybody who grows up in Savona, you learn all about these ruins all over the place. Um, well, Dwalinden, it was a uh, it was a trading town. That's what the researchers in the Sky Cities discovered. It was uh, they used to collect lumber from the Bitterwood before it was called the Bitterwood. And uh, they also used to find treasures out in the mountains, uh, gold, uh, gemstones, that sort of thing. It was a pretty wealthy uh, town. That means it's attracted a lot of treasure hunters in its time. Uh, Some of them come back, say they find a few things here and there. A lot of them don't ever come back. Don't know what happens to them, so most locals tend to avoid it. It tends to be a dangerous place, but sure is. I reckon if you can get down there and deal with whatever's down there, you'd be a wealthy person. I've never really fancied funding an expedition myself, but... Whatever's down there? What could be down there? Uh, anything. Old pre-sundering treasures, uh, magical relics, uh, lost lore information. Uh, who knows? Nova's getting more and more excited with everything <laughs> that he just said there. <laughs> he just, uh, like, could be caches of gold, <laughs> uh, idols, gemstones. <laughs> Uh, maybe even early, yeah, magical relics, maybe weapons, a armor. Single pearl. Yes, exactly, Ayla. <laughs> there could be a pearl. Exactly. And think of the lore we could find. Sure. Century. She's just oblivious to Ayla's sarcasm. Just like she's too excited. Sentry, <laughs> do you know anything about Dwalin then? Were they around when you were around? Would I've known? Oh, give me a history check with advantage this time. Okay. Uh, I've got 17. Okay, roll again. roll again, just see if you get any higher with advantage. So for the advantage. Nine. So 17, uh, and then what's your history? History is minus one. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of, you, so you do know a little bit. So, I mean, you were a soldier in the la- latter years of the war um, against Kalis Starbane and the Starbane forces. Um, however, you were primarily focused on Solvin and the, the royal family, um, spe- specifically the royal heiress, the princess. So you didn't really get to visit places like that. What you do remember is um, this country, you've not really heard the name Suvona before, but this uh, Dwalinden was part of a place called Golden Fields, which was kind of the breadbasket of Erois. Like the land was magically fertile and a lot of Erois's food was grown here, like, okay. you know, almost to feed armies and armies and armies. Um, and yeah, you remember hearing of a place called Dwalinden. It was very rich. It used to farm a lot of uh, materials. Um, trade them all across Eroes along with the food. It would basically, along with the harvests from golden fields, it would send up trade wagons full of wood, metals, uh, gemstones, which were often used for magical components and even most 
the Guardians have a gemstone for their Matrix of Will. So a lot of Guardians were made using gemstones from that. Okay. Um, and you remember that there were Guardians were sent to Dwalin Den to work or to protect it. Um, a lot of the Guardians who fought were fighting to protect the, the Golden Fields. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So there could be Guardians down there, potentially. Potentially, there could be, yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Guardians. You'll know more than me, but... There's a high chance they could be feral. Feral? Feral? What does this mean, feral? Feral, so... Uh, so Guardians like myself, we have a limited lifespan. Um, so... Myself, I am 13 years old, but the average lifespan of a, of, a cent, of a Guardian is about 15 years. After that time, the matrix inside us that keeps us going breaks down and can cause Guardians to, like I said, go feral. They can become unpredictable, uh, violent, and some, well, some of them just shut down altogether. So there's a chance that we could face more altercations. And after yes. last time, it's... There is no possible way for this energy to be replenished for you. Um, well, not not in this. Well, not as far as I know. Uh, given what Quill's just shown me, a lot of the technology that I used to know is is could be it could be anywhere around the kingdom. Like I'd, it could be under the sea. Could be so what you're saying sea. is we need to find that, or you might kill us all at some point. In the near future. Well, I, would, I wouldn't like to suggest it, but I won't, I, I, I won't say that for this certain. Is, this is very sad to hear, Sentry. I am sorry that you have such limited time. Um, so what's the earliest that you've known a Guardian to start displaying signs of this? 15 years. This is yeah. like yeah, there is the a very point. hard 15 years yeah. and then the core begins to degrade. And what's the oldest you've ever known a Guardian to live for? I have... Well, during my time, there were guardians around Solvin that were maybe hundreds of years old because they were able to replenish. Oh, I see. So, so we just yeah, you never replenish. would have encountered a feral so we one just before. No, we You've just heard replenish. of them, but generally, like the ones you knew, they were all being replenished because yeah. you had the technology to heal yourself. So, but that technology is, like we said, under the sea in the middle of the Starfall Archipelago. Sounds like Nova can hold her breath for a really long time, though. Project. Well, Project. at some point in the next two years, if you would, hold your breath, dive down into the middle of the ocean. Let's go now. Now. I'll do it now. We need to... I do have one other thing to do. We have plenty But we could go now. Right now? How? The Starfall Archipelago is pretty far from here, Nova. I mean, you need to concern yourselves with getting to Gold Throne first. I mean, that's weeks away. Baby steps. Is what we're saying. We have, but we do have time. Long-term plan. Mm. Mm. My mom always said, if you want to achieve something, you just got to start by putting one foot forward in front of the other. And that's like a really good question. I mean, do y'all want to investigate this chasm, or are we heading straight on? I mean, we're still a few days out of Rose Hall, but I suppose we can make camp here if y'all want to go spelunking. It's a little bit out of the way. <laughs> oh, I don't think that I should go anywhere near that chasm. There's gold. Oh, I've got plenty of gold. Daddy can give me more. There's but it looks awfully dark and scary. Treasure. Also, we have no idea what's there. It's then. fine. Yes, but it, what about climbing down there? I can... These hands are not for climbing. 
My handsies. They're so soft and push you down really quickly, so you don't have to climb. Do you mean falling? With style. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I don't think that that's a very good idea. I suppose I can come with you if you desperately need me. I don't think spelunking is the right idea. But we could find Guardian stuff down there. Do we We see um, the direction that we're going? Do we see the other town that we're aiming for? No, I mean, you're still like a day and a half away. Maybe you could tell you what you probably could see um, is if you're at the top of like the tallest hill you can find and you kind of squint, you can see that the, the white breeze, the river, does seem to reach a very large looking lake. And on the outskirts of that, you can maybe start to see like small like settlements and things like that. But it's about a day and a half away, so I'm not even sure you would be able to see that far. I mean, I see it just fine. It's like I'm there. Bird. <laughs> yeah. Bird vision. Yeah, I would say Quill probably is the only one who can. He's the one who can see that. There. But it's you estimate you're about a day and a half to travel away. Yeah. Fine. Um, um, I mean, okay. How about this for a compromise? I mark it on the map. We'll keep it in consideration if, for some reason, we want to become bounty hunters. No, bounty hunters is the wrong word. No, that's um, a bad word. That's a bad one. Um, treasure, treasure hunters. hunters. Yeah. If we want to become treasure hunters one day, if, if, <laughs> then. Question. Okay. Arvel, are there people yep. in the in the settlement that might be looking for someone? For money to go to the chasm and do any jobs within it, sure. Or mercenary work. Oh, I'm just trying to get the best value here. No, I mean double money. Quite honestly, yes. If I didn't have my priorities changed from that crash, I'd be one of those people. I'd, I'd, I'd be more than happy to hire a bunch of other people to go into a dangerous place and get me a percentage of treasure on my behalf. Uh, but I'm sure you'll be able to find somebody. I mean, I don't know the people of Rose Hall particularly well. I've heard about it. I've done a few bits of light trading there in my time, but uh, I'm almost certain that there will be some entrepreneurial business fellow or businesswoman out there who'd be interested in hiring a bunch of free uh, freelancing treasure hunters to go digging up in some hole. I mean, most people around here will have heard of Dwalinden, and, well, if they can get treasures out of there, they'll be pleased as punch. In that case, we could also find out more information about what we would potentially be up against. I don't want to go into it blind. Not you have one really, bit. really good eyesight, though. That's oh, blind. no, I mean, I mean, I say blind. I'll see it just fine, but I want to know what it is before I see it. Before it sees me and eats me. Always be prepared. You Always. sound just like Daddy. Except I'm here. What? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Daddy's not here. Mm. Yeah, but he will be soon. Oh, one, yeah, oh. Of course, yeah. It, How many days are left on his counter? Uh, I reset it, um, but then... It was like 5.9 or something. But, but then yeah, the goblin... But then he got attacked yes. by the goblin, and technically, you know, see, that's I didn't why technically you don't reset the parameters die. because he got knocked but down But you again. would have died if yeah. we weren't here. You well, yes, but isn't that part of the calculation? There's too many variables, to be honest, at this mm. point. True. Right. Anyway... <laughs> Shall we, so head shall we head to the town? To the town. To a day and a half of travel. Yeah. Fine. Um, Agreed. Okay. So you guys carry on. You follow the white breeze and you continue traveling. The rest of the day goes by. You might occasionally see very small farms with things like sheep or cattle 
um, just on the outskirts, but there's certainly they're like one room kind of like little kind of like more like shepherds and things like that rather than actual farms. Um, you continue traveling and you settle down uh, at the kind of like in the base of a small like valley uh, to rest for the evening. My first question is who is on watch? Who's on? Who's taking the watch? I can take first. Yeah. First, second. We need third one. Oh, um, I guess yeah, I could take the third. Okay, um, perfect. All right. So, first watch, second watch, and third watch, I'd like you all to make uh, perception checks for me, please. Please. Whilst I roll some percentile dice. Natural 20! Woo! Woo! Nice! First one. What does that mean? First one. Seven. No, I think so. But I got a natural one earlier, so I feel like I've redeemed myself. Mm. Yes. Best watch ever. Uh, okay, so your perception check was? Seven. Seven. Uh-oh. 20. Natural 20. Natural 20. 20. Uh, 23. 23. Yeah, nice. With a natural 20, you get the same as the Birdman. What did you roll out of instance? Uh, I rolled an 18. That's <laughs> still pretty good. Um, okay, so during the night, you settle down, and a few things happen. Sentry, while you, are, while you take the first watch, you eventually, nothing happens, you switch with Ayla, um, and you enter your kind of low-powered state to replenish Ooh. your energy and to, to kind of recharge for the day. <laughs> Guardians don't dream. But you do have the ability to cycle through old memories. And sometimes it happens without any intention to do so. Tonight, when you take a rest and you power down, your memory flickers back. It flickers back to a time in Solvin. You see the tall walls of the city before you, with the pennants uh, fluttering in the wind. People come and go trading, and you can see many guardians helping them carry goods or patrolling the walls alongside their fellow soldiers, their humanized soldiers or dwarven soldiers. And people seem in good spirits. You think it might be a celebration day. And you find yourself in the royal chambers, uh, sat along with several other humans and dwarves, all wearing the same royal guard armor that you yourself currently wear. And a series on a long table, shields and weapons have been laid out, and each shield bears the symbol of the Solvin royal family. A large man, and his face is somewhat obscured for some reason, almost like a hazy memory that you can't quite remember his details. But he marches before you all, and you remember him going down the line. He shakes each soldier's hand, says a few brief words, and then hands them a shield, and they take a preferred weapon of their choice, and they are led out onto the marching field. You are at the end of the line, and when he approaches you, you see a beaming smile and a kind of dark eyes and dark hair, but a name doesn't quite come to your memory. He stands proud. Sentry, you have been gifted to the royal family as one of the greatest guardians that has ever been produced. It is with a great honor that we accept you into our ranks. You are to be given a special assignment. Guardians... You do not have the same failings as us flesh and blood guards. You rarely need sleep, and you don't only need to eat or drink, but you can do so if you wish. It makes you perfect for testing for poisons. You are relentless. Uh, you pursue things with a great ambition, and that I admire greatly. We would like you to protect our greatest asset, the heiress herself, the princess. She will be a fine leader one day, but we must ensure that in these war times of war that she is well protected. We would like you to be her personal guardian. You will care for her, you will care for her needs, protect her if you must. Do you accept this? Yeah. Then please stand forward, and I would like you to recite the Oath of Solving before us all today. Cool. And he holds the shield ready to provide it to you. Whoa. 
Okay. Wait, what? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Defend the joy, shine bright. Protect the pure in the name of light. Night will fade in the glow of day. My axe and shield will never sway. He hands you the, the shield, um, and you remember holding it for the first time, and there is a pulse in your core, this kind of uh, feeling that something important has happened. And, yeah, that's it. So you remember that. Uh, that's your Oath of the Ancients now, so that is fully yours. Yes! Um, uh, Adios. Nova, <laughs> whilst you are sleeping, you hear fragments of a voice. It flits between genders, and sometimes it is many voices, sometimes it is just a feeling. Tian Gong pulses in your mind. You feel it as a vibration through your body. You see an image, a memory of your own, purple light exploding out of a shelter in the woods as a young girl emerges with a sword in hand. There is a strange sensation from Tian Gong. Fear. He's afraid of something, of what you don't know, but it also feels stronger. It tells you in a strange, unspoken manner that there is more power to it to be unlocked. And as you begin to think on this, strange thoughts, alien thoughts enter your mind. There is magical incantations that you know, that you didn't know before. Uh, spells, new spells that you can use. And all that Tian Gong seems to desire in return is protection. Mm. You begin to feel these pulse through your mind. Ayla, you wake up. Uh, sentry uh, swaps places with you for the guard and you begin sitting down um, it's been a long time since there's been a storm you know, it doesn't seem to be one coming for at least some time and there is almost a peace to that whilst the storm brings comfort you know that often either good or bad things follow it and perhaps a little bit of stability is, is necessary right now the dark night you can see the stars all above, bright and gleaming, kind of a silk blanket over the world of night and light sparkling away, and the glowing rainbow-coloured cradle just casting dim light down below. It's when you begin to hear something out in the dales, kind of shuffling, howling, but not like a wolf, more like a, like a baying of a hound. Um, you'd heard these sounds before, hunting dogs, you've heard. But this sounds otherworldly, eerie almost. And then a horrid smell begins to waft up uh, from a nearby crest of the veil. A smell of rot and death and decay. What would you like to do? Just like, kind of nudge these guys a little bit, like quietly though. Okay. So that they... So, uh, are you just waking up uh, Quill and Sentry? Sentry. Okay. So Sentry, like, as you kind of like have this memory, you feel yourself being jostled and you suddenly become aware that Ayla is trying to wake you up. Um, you wake up and see it. Anybody else? You've got one other. You can probably wake up one other person at the same time. You can get Quill and Nova up. Or Lucius, okay. if you really want. Nova. <laughs> okay, so Nova, again, you kind of feel this kind of like sensation of being protected, and then you feel yourself being jostled awake. Uh, Quill, you're sleeping soundly. Can I look and see if I see anything? Sure, give me a perception check for now. 
If you're not moving from where you are, Natural one. <laughs> you're like, you have the, you know it's like, you can't even, you're not even sure the direction because you're kind of in the basin of this valley, okay. but from somewhere you've got this horrid smell and you heard this baying, you heard this hound-like bay, and it sounded like maybe there was more than one. Okay. But, but you are not quite sure where from, you're not sure where to look, the darkness, you're, even with your low-light vision, you can't really see any shapes or anything like that. Um, Nova and Sentry, when you wake up, yeah, like, you're just looking at Ayla, you haven't seen or heard anything yet, so you don't know what there is out there. Uh, The rest of the others are all sleeping. Oh, what is that smell? Do you, do you hear that? It's like a, like a dog. You can make perception checks. Yep. Nineteen. Okay. Six. Six. No, but you're like, <laughs> huh? like you're still thinking on the memories yeah. and these like you're like oh new, new magic. Yeah. Uh, Sentry, yeah. You strain. You don't hear a baying, but up on the right hand side, like up this kind of like maybe like thirty, forty feet embankment up onto this part of this valley, you hear paws scrabbling through dirt, and you hear just heavy breathing, like. <sighs> And you can hear it up on the left side, perhaps no more than 40, 50 feet away. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you kind of, you begin to hear like something turning in the direction of where your camp is, almost like sniffing the air. You can hear it shuffling around. We might be in trouble. Mm, that's Quill. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it time for my watch? Lucius. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably the best that yeah. he stays that way. Sure. No, <laughs> we should wake him up, shouldn't we? <laughs> I'll wake him up, but I'll put my hand over his mouth before I do it. Because I know <laughs> that he's probably going to okay. ruin everything. So you put his, your, his hand over his mouth and you wake him up. Daddy! <laughs> and he like looks up at you. What? It's not more goblins, is it? Maybe. <gasps> Does it sound like a, a, an animal? Yes. I, I think... I can speak with them now. Fire bear went really well. I no, that was an illusion. But but I feel different. I think if I try, I could maybe speak with them. I know what it is, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, I know, I know you won't. But I, just, I was like, I'm gonna put this here. Okay, you can see that. Mm, that's interesting. Um, so yeah. That's really pleasant. So as you're kind of whispering, you see two shapes loom at the top of this valley looking down upon your little band of awoken heroes. They are hounds. They appear to be made, they're black furred, but they're covered in sores and pustules. And a thick, green, almost glowing ichor kind of drools out of their large mouths. They look like mastiffs or like um, rottweilers, but to an enormous size, like large beasts. their paws are crawling with like worms and bugs seem to be inside their skin and these dead black eyes just kind of look down at the four of you and then just a oh that's gonna be initiative please don't everybody have 10 minutes do i i don't certainly don't have 10 minutes, have 10 no. minutes. um Oof. Oh, I'm oh no! So, I'm rolling terribly tonight. That one. That's a two. I'm on. I'm on five. Halo. Will. Nova. Lucius. Aura. The dog's really yeah, but not as fluffy. And then. I don't think you want to talk one. to these ones. Dog two. Ah, oh, for some reason. 
Um, and then bloody Lucius. Bloody Lucius. Right, Ayla. Uh, five. <laughs> Quill. Nine. Nova. Twenty-one. Sentry. Two. Oh. <laughs> I think they got first. <laughs> uh, the others aren't awake yet, but the sound of fighting will probably wake them up. I will roll and then fighting. Check. Who's fighting? Yeah. Who are you fighting? Uh, Who are you fighting? I thought we were going to talk to them. If I have ten minutes, uh, then yeah. I mean, uh, I'll be dead too. Mm. They're just pussy wolves. <laughs> we can speak to one of them. Mm. Wow, Arthur there with a whopping six. Still quicker than Ayla though. Uh, Nova, you see these two dogs at the top of the thing and they look down on you with these dead eyes. You can see their bodies just crawling with death and decay. How far away are they? They are about 50 feet, I will say. Them dogs are heckin' smelly. I definitely don't have time to do a little uh, speak with animals, do I? But not as a ritual, no. That's <laughs> 10 uh, minutes. You can try. I just have 10 minutes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So what would you like to do? <laughs> can I... Uh, so I'm just going to be like... That's probably bad, isn't it? Really bad. And yeah. I would like to eldritch blast their little faces. Okay. Were well, you going to go for the one on the left or one on the right? Left. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. 20, 24. 24 hits. Yeah, the eldritch blast, this purple beam shoots out of your hand as you hold onto your Tiangong, colliding with the, uh, the dog's kind of sh- like muscular dark dark third form four four points it kind of it hits it but the dog just doesn't even flinch it just kind of like looks down at you with these just dead eyes yeah. um, and it charges towards oh, I'm just gonna as I, as I see it kind of look at me I'm gonna be like oh that's probably bad that's really bad <laughs> <laughs> would you like to move or bonus action uh, can before I take I, my turn um uh, do I want to do Hexblade Curse? If you did a Hexblade Curse first... I would have had to have done the Hexblade Curse first, wouldn't I? You don't have to, but you just won't gain the benefits of yeah. it. Like, you'll gain the benefits on it from now on, but... Yeah, I'll um, place Hexblade Curse on okay. it, and can I, like, move away? Okay, so you're going to move away from it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it will still charge towards you, but it's going to have to take its action to dash up to you. So it doesn't get an attack, but it's right in your face. And as it gets you, it stinks awfully. It smells like rotten death. It just smells like decaying flesh, like unearthed grave. It smells horrid. Does it smell like durian? Um, Yes. The other one is going to rush up towards uh, Ayla, and it actually crosses the 50 feet in an instant. It just bounds toward her. Um, if Nova hadn't moved away, it would have gotten to Nova as well. Wow, this one okay. just bounds up to Ayla and begins biting with this Icarus green, disease-ridden goo all around its mouth. Um, Ayla, does a 22 hit you? Does it? Does it, Mark? <laughs> However, a 7 will not hit you, I'm guessing. No. Okay, so the first attack hits. Oh, You're going to take good. eight points of piercing damage. Okay. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, no. Not this. <laughs> <sighs> Natural one. Okay, you are Not currently poisoned. 
Um, as this creature bites in, you feel something, your blood, like as it bites in, it actually gets into your blood and this green ichor smears across the wound and you okay. suddenly feel cold, shivery, like a fever has taken you in on an, almost an instant. Um, so while you are poisoned, you have disadvantage on attack rolls, I'm afraid, um, and ability checks. Wow. Um, however, wow. second attack missed. So that's that left one. That's Nova's good. turn. Good, good. Uh, you begin to hear the sounds of the others stirring awake, but they won't get a turn this turn. So, Quill, let's go with you first while I switch over to Lucius's character sheet. Cool. I would like to turn to the one that is actually... I guess he's within 30 feet of me, the one that's facing Nova. Uh, what's that? Uh, the one that's uh, facing Nova. The chase down after Nova. Yeah, yeah. is that within 30 feet of Sure, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because this um, is Theatre of the Mind. Basically, they're either next to you or they're within 30 feet at this okay, point. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and I would like to channel divinity. Okay. Uh, so, as an action, I present my holy symbol. What would the holy symbol of Hesper be? Uh, so his symbol... Oh, Christ, you're going to make me look this up now. <laughs> would it just be feathers, of which I have a plenty? No. Of which I have... He has a holy symbol, oh. which I believe is a staff, uh, a winged staff, I believe. Oh, do I have one? You could have one if you wanted, yeah. It could be, it could be your... St- if you have a quarter staff... Uh, I do. Okay. Hesper's symbol is that of a staff tipped with a pair of wings. Um, yes, I have a quarterstaff. There you go. Nice. So your actual quarterstaff has like engraved kind of like bird's wings at the top. Cool. Um, probably a star as like its main figure. In that head. case, slam that onto the ground. <laughs> uh, You're going to channel divinity. What channel do I do? Divinity. Turn undead. Turn undead. Ooh. Great. And I'm assuming I make a wisdom saving throw. You at this. do. Yes. DC 13 wisdom. Okay. The first one. Passes. Oh, it does it to both. Second one. I believe it is all creatures Each in the range. undead. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was a 19 on the first one and a natural 20 on the second one. Oh. So you slam this down. Man. And you're like, what do you say? Do you say anything or do you just slam it down and let the radiant light burst radiant out? Radiant light burst out towards the both. You watch as they kind of shudder for a moment, but you feel that the pulse of light kind of wavers and is weakened. Almost like your full faith wasn't behind it, like this kind of commitment wasn't there. And the energy kind of washes over them, but they kind of like... (sighs) One of them snaps up and doesn't look at you, but like turns its attention back to Ayla and the other one looks at Nova. Does it look like it actually works? It looked like it could have worked, but the the magic which keeps these things risen is holding them together better. Okay, so they are undead. Yes, from the reaction to it, they are definitely undead creatures. Nice, okay, fair enough. and Channel Divinity, that's as an action. I don't really have much by way of a bonus. Uh, I can cast a Healing Word on... Um, Ayla. Ayla. Uh, First level or second? I will do it... How much damage do you take? Eight. Eight. I'll... Just don't worry. I'll do it at um, first level. And it's a D4. D4 plus Wisdom. Five. Okay. So you get five hit points back. Lucius. Thanks, buddy. Oh, no, what horrible doggies. <laughs> he pulls out his diamond. He's like, <laughs> spins it around uh, and launches a bolt of cold using chromatic orb. A bolt of ice. A bolt of ice, uh, which bolt. hits. Which is nice. Mm, that's nice. nice. He'll go for the one that bit Ayla as well. Um, I believe this is Feeling three Feeling a bit sick, guys. Uh, <laughs> So you watch as this cold blast encapsulates one of the dogs, and then uh, he looks over at Nova, Lucius that is, and with his blue eye begins to glow, he reaches out a hand and part of your coat, like some of the colour, kind of pulls out of it. It stays blue, but like some of the blue pulls out of it and he launches a blast of ice at the other one as well. Whoa, that's so cool! 
<laughs> so that's going to be 11, 16 points of damage to the one that was fighting Ayla. And then that's going to be, uh, I believe, five points, oh no, six points of damage to the other one as his dichromancy. He pulls off some of other other ice and how much? Stretches out six. Oh, I thought you said 16. Yeah, no. He did, well, he did 16 to the first one. Bwah. It was okay. like, yeah, it's yeah. his chromatic orb. Oof. He's doing um, better now geez. that he's not. Yeah, now that Here. it's me rolling. Yeah, exactly. Um, the dog turns around, like, you can see half of its flank is covered in ice, and it, like, snaps its head round to Lucius, and he's like, oh, Sentry! Like, <laughs> uses his movement action to move behind Sentry. Um, uh, Vala and Arvel both wake up, and you can see Arvel, like, Vangeline! And he's, like, loading up Vangeline. Uh, Vala pulls out one of her knives and is, like, hiding behind Yusuf. Um, Sentry. No, no, Ayla, sorry, Ayla first. You're last. Okay. <laughs> I would like to rage. Okay. Yeah. Hella stormy now. So you kind <laughs> of like, as this thing bites into you and you feel this sickness wash over you, you just kind of, you watch, and Ayla's eyes almost turn pure white and storm lightning begins to crackle up and down her oh, arms. Cool. Um, the clouds overhead begin to swirl into dark stormy oh. clouds as this <laughs> begins to strike and you feel yourself empowered. I would like to hit it with my hammer. You're going to reckless? Nope. I wish I did. You have disadvantage, don't forget, because you are poisoned. Uh, Add it up. You don't know. These guys might have low AC. Ten. Ten? No, not enough, no. sadly. Uh, so you bring the hammer down, but you, this sickness is still there, even through your rage. Your swing goes wide. But as a bonus, to, because of my aura, mm-hmm. Um, they can make a dexterity saving throw. I I'm don't know what the one my DC that's fighting is you. for that. Um, it will be eight. It will be ten plus your. I don't know what stack. Let's use. That's what I don't, I don't know. Constitution for now. We'll look it up. Uh, so ten plus con. Yeah. So twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, it passed, but I believe it still takes. So it takes half, half. damage. Mm-hmm. It takes one damage. <laughs> Lightning. So, so this like a bolt of lightning as you go to strike it, like a small like bolt blasts into its uh, hide as you swing and miss. It's like static. Sentry. Cool. Um, I would like to smash the one that's got the ice on it. Okay. Yeah, this axe. is the one fighting Ayla and it looks pretty badly hurt. Yeah. Okay. And then I want a, a bonus action and snaring strike the other one. Okay, so how does ensnaring strike work? So ensnaring strike, uh, uh, the next time, is it that one? Is this your channel divinity, or because the instant strike is you cast on the weapon, and then channel divinity is you present your symbol? But I believe it's an action to do that. The ensnaring strike, which is is this the one? That's the spell. The spell that, like, uh, oh yeah, the vine one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is a. This is a bonus action to cast. And then, next and then it's normally the next time you the hit a creature. Hit it. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be the one you hit with a melee attack. So yeah. you couldn't target the other one with it, for example. Okay. Yeah. I cool. Like one. Okay. Yeah. So you cast that on your axe, and yep. then you're going to swing for and the I'll one swing. fighting Ayla. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Make an attack roll. Awesome. Uh, so where D20 plus your battle axe uh, bonus. Is ba ba da ba ba? Is it that one? Yeah. Battle axe. The attack bonus. It should be in your combat, I think. Actions. Oh, actions. Yeah. Battle axe plus one D8 plus. So that's the damage, but it's the plus five for the bonus. Sorry first. So D20 plus your attack bonus first. 
Natural 20, 25. Oh my god. Uh, so natural 20, you double the dice. So if the damage was what? 1d8 plus... 1d8 plus 3. So you roll the d8, you double it, and then you plus 3. Oh, crikey. So... 16, ah, wow. 19. No way, is that perfect damage again? perfect damage! You're a fucking beast, you These are. are high rollers. So you bring the battle axe and you enchant it with this kind of like spectral vines. They don't even have a chance to go off because as soon as you hit this thing, you target it where the ice has covered it. Yeah. You target it at such a point where it splits the dog in half. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> as it dies, it releases this horrid gas that flies up into the air and it stinks, but like the body just kind of crumbles and it almost like instantly decomposes and it just oh, begins yes. to melt and rot away. Oh, but it just kind of God. falls to the ground, um, mm. completely dead. Um, the other one is going to attempt to bite Nova because it hadn't taken a hit's turn yet. So first attack Which, against Nova. The one that just died, was that the one with the fighting curse Ava. on it? Uh, no, you no, curse the one, one fighting you, it's this one. Uh, so f- 12 to hit you, Nova. Does that not mean? hit. Okay, second attack is only a 8 to hit you. So it kind of tries to, it's trying to bite you and you can see like Ayla kind of swooning. So you, you're desperately trying to use Tiangong to keep it at bay and it manages to avoid it for now. Um, and then we jump to Nova, your turn. Um, please, can I attack... With Tian Gong. So you're gonna melee attack, yeah? Um. Ooh. Or I might use Toll. Yes, because it's alone now. Is it damaged? That it's one. It's not damaged. That one's not damaged. It's not no. damaged. Okay. Oh I, no, it is. Yeah, because um, Lucius, yeah, no, Lucius injured it. it. Yeah. Mm. Um, Toll the dead. Um, yeah. Okay. I would like to tar- um, attack with Toll the dead. Okay. Um, so, could you make a wisdom saving? That is throw, a failure. Please? That is a f- um, nine. And it's a d twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. is the big red one. one. Okay. Eleven. Ooh. Eleven points. Damage. So you kind of wait, and you, like having seen Quill use this magic to kind of like, and you can see it react like this kind of purge the undead. You kind of focus on Tian Gong, and you ring him like a bell, and this kind of like <laughs> rings out across the dale, and it echoes across the kind of like misty, like low, low hanging uh, hills, low rolling hills. And you watch as this creature's form, like parts of it begin to slough off and decay as if it was dying. Um, and it just kind of like, it just kind of rolls around for a second. Quick question, sorry. Um, it says add proficiency bonus to damage rolls. So would that would have been an extra two to that? Yeah, yeah that would add so that. So that's 13, sorry. Yep. That's all right. Damn. Yeah. So you add that to it. Um, so yeah, it just kind of seems to, to react to this noise and yeah, parts of it begin falling away as it does so. Mm. Uh, Sister Yusuf at this point is awake and will attempt a sacred flame, which she does for a whopping seven points of damage, actually. Wow. wow. So you watch as she stands up and she's just like, creature of the darkness, be gone! And she throws out this bolt of blinding light which kind of catches the dog on the face, begins burning part of it away. Uh, then we go to Quill. Um, I'll hold out my arm and say, what she said, and cast a Guiding Bolt. Okay, so how's Guiding Bolt work? Uh, I have plus five to hit with it. Okay. So 20, unnatural 20. Yeah, that hits. Um, and it does just 4d6. Just four. Wow, that's not a great roll. Um, six, seven, eight, plus two, so 10 damage. That is garbage for 4d8, for d6s, sorry. So, and does it have any other effects? It just hits them big, I think. Does it not mean the next person can, yeah. Uh, yes, the next attack roll 
As advantage. <laughs> what well, nerd? Good. Well done. Thanks, Tom. What nerd? Sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's perfect. This is good. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of launch out this this bowl Very of important. light. Oh. How does it look? Is it with your feathers? You kind of you throw out feathers again, or is this different? Uh, it it's like almost like um, a kind of human hand envelops mine mm-hmm. for a second, like a shimmering sort of spiritual hand uh, envelops mine, and out of that comes a bolt. Okay. To then hit. And you can see that as it strikes, it almost like the ground around the hound begins to glow brightly, and weapons and arrows and things like that seem to be drawn towards the light slightly. Like um, Lucius will <laughs> just attempt to firebolt uh, at this point, because he's already used a spell. But he does have advantage now, which is a good thing. Uh, so he, wa- he launches out, uh, he's like, <laughs> does 10 points of damage, um, which ignites the creature. And where it hits, like where it's been slamming off, he targets like part where it's like its rib cage is exposed. Ugh. It seems to hit the inside and ignite some sort of gas and just <laughs> oh. yeah. it explodes. Um, doesn't cover you guys. Okay. Okay. Kind of like, you. It's like a small <laughs> eruption. Like a, it just kind of explodes in a, in a large cloud of gas. Oh. Um, Goodness. And yeah. Uh, so there's an icy, dripping puddle of. Like, well, as soon as both side. of them are dead, they almost instantly begin to decompose into bones and nothing else. Oh. Their bodies just melt into the earth and these bones are left. Um, you almost feel like these spirits get released. Like you almost kind of hear this howling, this baying one more time as their bodies decompose. Um, and their spirits are gone. Well, that left was these thoroughly birds. disgusting. Um, you are still poisoned, Ayla. You feel feverish. Um, you're shaking. You are cold all over. That was the worst fight in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Missed, and then everybody else hit and dealt damage and killed it. <laughs> sucks. Um, Disadvantage to hit fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty bad. Um, that wasn't normal. Uh, I'm going to say to say. Sorry? Help. 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 She's poisoned. Help. Uh, oh, um. <laughs> see. Right. Uh, well, I'm got... just going to lie down over here. Just, uh, ignore me. You uh, pretty much, yeah. You would probably vomit at this point, like, as you oh get on the no. ground, like, oh. and it's a horrid, no. sickly green. It, yeah. There's there's definitely something wrong. Like, Ayla's, like, shaking, like, unable to, like, you know, properly focus. Your um, vision goes a bit blurry. Can I heal? Huh? I, I, I don't know, can you? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Sister Yusuf goes over to you, uh, she will attempt to cast Cure Wounds for nine hit points. That was way too much. Okay. <laughs> but she's just like, <laughs> I'm afraid that I do not know anything stronger than this. If I, I don't know what to do here. Um, I can examine her. Thank you. Begins, like, <laughs> as you're like just, throwing up, like, she's, you're like, she's got you on I her side right and she's like checking your eyes. She's like, something is definitely wrong. This is... Uh, this is, yes, some sort of poison or perhaps a disease. Uh, I'm not sure. Whatever this creature, the ichor, the, the uh, concoction it had in its mouth is, is, is doing something to Ayla. Uh, do you feel well enough to at least carry on? No. Okay. Um, I mean, no. you, are, you, are, you can walk and things like that, but you have disadvantage on all your ability checks and you do not feel well at all. Can I do lay on hands? Yes. Cool. Are you going to do the five hit five points? Eight, eight, yeah, five hit points to cure a disease or neutralise poison. Oh. What? That works perfectly. Cool. <laughs> I will do so, that. So uh, you lay your hands on and you kind of feel the energy in your matrix and you pulse it through her body. But the way it would probably work is you probably like 
send the energy through all of her veins and her stomach, cool. and it basically pushes all the toxin in, and she just vomits up one last time. Oh. But it's all black and Icarus, but it kind of purges the system of the poison and the disease. Um, Sorry for the mess. <laughs> you get the feeling, like, having done this, like, sensing the lingering essence of this death disease or whatever it was, if this had been left untreated, it, it would have probably eventually killed Ayla. It could have, like, slowly built right. up and slowly killed her um, if it hadn't been treated. Uh, I'm sticking around this one. <laughs> I apologise like for you. the discomfort that may have caused you. That was quite hideous. So oh. is your face. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like gang, he's like... Uh. Uh. Get away, Daddy! I don't remember him being poisoned. I don't think he's poisoned also. No, I'm not. No, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Can I suggest we pitch tents somewhere else, just slightly, maybe up breeze from yes. the vomit? Yes, please. <laughs> what, does, wait, hang on. Does anyone know what they were? Where they came from? How they? Why? Is it normal? Can make a religion check. Religion. Ooh. Can I? <laughs> yeah, everyone can. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Religion. Religion. Nineteen. Seven. <laughs> from the cleric. Eight. Yeah. I beat you. <laughs> You are more um, knowledgeable about it. I have you get? 19. I've got 19, 17. 17. Okay, uh, so Sentry and uh, Nova, you both have a vague idea of what this could be. You have heard tales. Sentry probably, this is assumption more than knowledge. Based on the creatures they were, you would recognize the divine energy from Quill. Like, you would actually recognize it as holy energy to banish the undead. Okay. Um, and Nova, you've probably read more about these. You suspect that these creatures were called plague hounds. And they are normally undead spirits of dogs of war um, that died, and their bodies were kind of left to rot. Um, and sometimes Aww. they can be. Sometimes the the spirits can linger and cause them to oh, become these kind of agents of. Oh, you drew um, a little sad face underneath there. This, this I saw yeah. a little sad face on mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like sad face. Um, they're normally, they normally died um, away from their masters or were like, you know, killed by enemy combatants in horrible ways. And they, yeah, they're normally left in battlefields. They're super dead now, they're yeah. super dead. Um, you suspect that killing them has released dead. their spirits, yeah. Back with their own um, But they, they're kind of, they're often found in areas where there may have been fighting or battles like long ago. And they're sometimes known as black hounds. People see them on roads and they're kind of like a folklore <laughs> that people avoid. Um, they're also often, if there's like a disease that runs through a town, they're often attributed to being the cause. Like uh, diseases spread around them very easily. Yeah. Okay. Well. Aww. Yeah, so when Quill's like, does anyone know? I'm just going to really slowly hold my hand up again. <sighs> yes, Nova. <laughs> I mean, do tell me if this is annoying. But, um, yeah, those are plague hounds. They're dogs of war that died. That probably means there was a battle around here somewhere. Uh, when? What, recently? I don't know. They look pretty decayed, so... You imagine this probably... They probably would have died during the um, the war with Callus. There's not really been major battles mm. since then. But they could have been, like, from raids from the Wild Elves or things mm. like that as well. But, yeah. Um, Do we know if there could be more of them? Possibly, if there was a battleground around here. Hmm. I mean, you'd know by the smell. Smells pretty bad. Yeah, no, I think that might be Ayla. And Lucius. And Lucius. The sick, not you. Thank you. You were throwing up a lot. Uh-huh. It smells bad. I remember. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I think we should 
maybe try somewhere else. Did we hear other ones? No. We didn't hear any more. Seems that it was just these two. You just happened to maybe catch up on, like, you rested near where their resting grounds were or something okay. like that. Attracted them. So has this interrupted the long rest at night? Uh, you can finish the long rest easily oh, enough. Okay. Like, In yeah. um, although any spell slots spent are spent, yeah. so yeah, you yeah. get your hit points back. I mean, none of you were really missing hit points, but mm. um, you just won't gain any more spell slots back. Okay. Apart from those of you who get them on short rests, I'll give you those back. Okay, so. cool. In good news, it means that we kind of freed their spirits. Uh, I'm so happy for them. Well, good, because they found rest now. Nova girl, you really got to learn sarcasm at some point. <laughs> uh, it's better this way. It's better probably, this way. You're probably right. My professor did always say that. Uh, uh, well, if we're going to move on, let's, let's get it, get somewhere a bit safer and finish off. Let's uh, get a nice breakfast or something going. Definitely safer. Mm, you manage breakfast. breakfast? Sure. Right. Cool. Always. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, we'll so yeah, do that. you guys can head over and you can finish the long rest by basically taking like downtime, sort of like four four hours of doing nothing. Okay. Um, in which point, you I imagine you do things like have uh, food, so you can mark off a ration. Um, you the ration the river here ration. has basically you had five days, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Nova split out, gave everyone five so days rations. I did not, so we should have. You'd have uh, three, three left. left. Three. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. The river here is also. It's slowed down and become gentle enough that bathing in it, washing in it, is is possible. Whereas before it was like strong rapids. Now you can actually just happily wade out into it, and it's just cold, fresh water um, for anybody who wishes to to bathe in it. Uh, Any loose ground anywhere, like dirt? Like, <laughs> yeah, just kick yeah, up like, onto myself. There's gravel on the shores of the river and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Well, I just squat down and like throw some dirt over myself <laughs> and get it through my feathers. Get all fluffed up, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's my form of bath. Some birds do bath in water. You know that, right? Like, not you're not a chinchilla. No, it's chickens do that. Yeah, I know it's chickens do that. Uh, okay, so you're a chicken now, right? I'm more chicken, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm more chicken. Yeah. I'm more chicken than um, you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, sister, sister Yusuf probably cleans like Arvel's bandages and things like that, and like rinses those out. She probably forces Vala herself and Corin to wash because they have not in a while. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go swimming. Yeah, you just jump in, yep. strip off, and then psh, just jump in. Uh, yeah, the water is clear. Uh, it's cold, very, very cold, but it's almost that refreshment as well. Like it's kind of spring water, like from the mountains. I'm just gonna um, be splashing around, going, "This is amazing!" <laughs> <laughs> How long do you spend underwater when you can? Probably a long amount. It says indefinitely, so yeah, really. Well, mm. she's an egg, and actually, she's an unlimited supply unlimited. of air. Unlimited, amazing. Okay. okay, I like to think it's because my freakish yeah. lungs can just yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like it's probably Vala, uh, Nova, Ayla are all kind of like washing themselves, just bathing in the river and things like that. Um, I'm gonna clean clean my hammer too. Yeah. Uh, Lucius probably moves quite far down the river, and he's not really getting in the water, but he's probably trying to like like wash his hair. Oh, like, his hair. He's probably got like a little bit of soap, and he's like. <laughs> I'll probably like wash my axe and then I'll probably like see how much fun these two guys are having. So I'll like run in and then just like lay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, on the yeah, just, like, yeah. I'll swim past you. 
Yeah, yeah like you two can literally yeah. stay underwater forever. <laughs> I imagine um, we're just standing at the bottom of the river. Yeah, it's like walking along. Like... Valor probably like holds, like takes a big breath, tries to swim under, and like tries to like swim up to you and stuff like yeah. that. It's like like prodding you, and it's like amazed that you're like just at the bottom. <laughs> um, and like she's like Valor's trying to hold her breath with Nova, but eventually has to like dive up. And I imagine we'd have like competitions, although it's not really a competition. It's not really a competition. <laughs> you win every time. <laughs> Yeah, and the morning, I mean, it's a it's a cold morning, so getting dressed is very, very chilly, and you probably would need a fire, which Lucius can just create with mm. Fireball, um, just to warm yourselves back up. Otherwise, you are going to potentially risk getting super, super cold. But okay. yeah, you, uh, you're fine. Um, well, no, temperature <laughs> oh. still affects you. Temperature still affects you. So if it's really hot, like your wood would potentially okay, have the yeah. risk of burning. If it's really cold, you could frostbite, you know, damage yeah. your, your internal workings okay. and things like that. So temperature still affects you. Just food and drink and air. Okay. <laughs> just That's, those. Yeah, just those. You don't need those. <laughs> yeah. The wood um, expands in the winter. So in yeah. the winter oh, time, uh, you're tight. Really I'm like, super yeah. creaky. Super yeah. creaky. <laughs> <laughs> Reduce mobility. Like the tin man. <laughs> the morning goes uh, effortlessly. There are no swimming more dangers. Swimming. It goes swimmingly, and you continue on your way. Um, within about half a day, you see the settlement. You see it oh. on the distance. Uh, following alongside the river, you make your way past a few large farms, uh, large, large grain farms. And there's a couple of things you notice on the way. One is that the farms are patrolled by, they almost look like farmers, but they're a little bit too heavily armored. Um, you can see them almost wearing, like, they have, like, rolled up, like, three-quarter trousers, but then they have, like, armored boots and shin pads and knee pads and, like, breastplate, mm. and they carry things like farmer's size or pitchforks as weapons. And they're just chatting with the farmers, occasionally, like, looking around. They see you, and they kind of cast, like, interesting glances at you. They might send, like, runners ahead of you and things like that, but they kind of watch you with a careful eye of... You're, they don't look like they belong around here. That kind of <laughs> they kind of give you that West Country farmer like. Yeah. They're not locals. What are they doing here? I guess they're um, watching out for wild elves or something like that. Yeah, and you can see them. They, they are <laughs> <What>? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they are. They look different to the farmers themselves. The farmers are wearing tunics, and you know most of them have got their shirts off, even though it's quite cold. They're still working the farms. Like basically, it looks like they're tidying up the um, the farms after a harvest. So most of the grain is gone. So it's all been cut down. Um, the fields. So basically they're pulling up the last of the root vegetables, things like that, just before winter sets in. Um, but they're still hard at work, just kind of doing up the last few jobs that they need to. A lot of them are working on their farmhouses, uh, repairing holes, putting like new boards and things in place, um, getting all their cattle in, making sure they've got enough hay and things like that to last the winter, the long night, I should say. And you're kind of, you know, watched cautiously, but most folk just don't bear you too much mind until you arrive towards a large palisade wooden wall. Um, this wall is actually only covering half of the city because the other half is high up on a hill. Mm. So it's kind of a wooden palisade wall that covers like half of the city because the rest of it is kind of backed up by this very large hill. Um, at the top of the hill itself is a large uh, tower-like building um, emblazoned with the symbol of the sun of Palador, one of the gods. That is at the very top of the hill itself. Um, you can also see several large buildings. There are also windmills. And then behind it, uh, there's two things. The river continues on to the north, where it meets a large lake, perhaps another sort of like half a day's travel away from the town. Mm -hmm. um, and from the lake, some other rivers join into it, and then it kind of leads out to the, towards the coast. Um, but also, on the western side of the town, 
an enormous forest begins to stretch out, leading all the way to large, tall mountains that rise in on the distant horizon. Snow-covered, almost gold-colored mountain, like the tips of them look like gold, covered with gentle drifts of snow. Um, and they kind of stretch out far, far, far to the north. But this large forest, like, dominates between here and the mountains themselves. So that's, that's to the north. Sort of, kind of northwest. The we were headed. Yeah, the, the river continues north towards the large lake. Yeah. To the northwest, this forest carries on until it hits the mountain range, which that mountain range then just goes straight north. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, and yeah, you can see that all. And as you approach, uh, you see that there is uh, a number of these kind of farmer guards. They look like, you know, farmers. They're wearing sort of like farmer garb, but they've got bits of leather and bits of metal. And they've carried like sickles instead of swords. They've got like wooden shields with pumpkins and apples painted on them and things like that. Um, and as you approach, uh, one of them just kind of like holds up a hand. Uh, well, howdy, friends! I'm afraid uh, I'm gonna have to ask you your business before you come any closer. Uh, uh, right, okay. Uh, we've just been in an airship crash. We'd like to find civilization, please. He, like, look, he, like looks at you and he's like, You're a bird man! Yes, I am! You said, sorry, you said you were in an airship crash? Yes. Was that far to the south? Uh, yes, uh, in the Bitterwood, in fact. Well, well, blessed by the God, we saw something happening in the sky almost, what, nearly a week ago now. Uh, saw something up in the sky like a big old fireball. Looked like a big crash ship. That was us. Mm. Yeah. Well, bless the Siaska and the stars. Ain't you lucky to be alive? Well, yeah. Yes. Well, yes, we are. He, like, glances at you now that you've spoken to him. Miss, you're a wild elf. Uh... I am. And I'm you not can see the guards here. like all become very sort of they begin gripping like pitchforks. Um, you can also see one of the guards has a very big boar that's like next to him like oh, a wow. pet. Like he's got like a little <laughs> leather harness, like a spike Aww. leather harness, and he's got his hand on it like a dog, and he's kind of holding it back, and the boar is like <laughs> uh, uh, towards Ayla. He's like, well, you're not around. What do you mean you're not from around here? I'm passing through, going somewhere else. You ain't from the Kalen Roost now, are you? From no. the Bitterwood? Oh, we had a great time with them. You Good are... news, in fact. They're uh, dead now. Well, not all of them, no. They were technically not even part of that clan. The ship Outsiders. in the Bitterwood, and we had a run-in with the Kalen Roost. We know your worries, but Ayla is not one of them. Don't worry. And you she can see, like... Ship. One of the guards in the back, a large, like, six-foot-three hulking man, like a curved, like, scarred lip, like, cauliflower ears, like, broken nose. He's just like, she might not be one of them, but she's a wild elf. Like, he kind of mutters under his breath. Uh, and the, the younger man who's been talking to you, he's kind of got, like, sandy straw hair. Um, he doesn't seem to be wearing any armor apart from a bit of leather, like, hide scraps. Um, he carries, like, a gnarled staff with a pumpkin, like a carved pumpkin at the mm. top. Um, and he just turns around. And he's like, "Now, come on, now, ain't that's not windy girl? She'd be." And he like, "Look, he's like, you listen now, you." And the man's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like "Too right." Now, well, Miss, uh, you may not be from that tribe you said or clan, but I should let you know most folks here are kind of wary around your kind. We've had a lot of trouble with wild elves in the past. Uh, you're allowed to come in, but we will be keeping a close eye on you. We don't want no trouble now. We're, we're just a nice farming communal town. We don't uh, want no yeah, trouble. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. All right, good. No trouble, I got it, I got it. All right, fine. And if I can give you a piece of advice, certainly don't go anywhere near the, uh, the brook. 
Yeah, bro. Don't go anywhere near the Brookstone family. They really don't take kindly while else. They had a lot of trouble. They're going to give you trouble. And if I got to get involved or any of the Harvest Guard get involved. I'm a really nice wild dog. I'm sure you are, but Brett Brookstone, well, he ain't going to care any one whit about that. Well, listen, welcome to Rose Hall. My name's Jessup. I'm the deputy of the Harvest Guard here. My commanding officer, Wendy Gale, she's somewhere inside. I don't know. Um, but you, y'all have a nice time now, and uh, no trouble. Uh, otherwise, we'll have to deal with you. Don't want to get old, uh, big Suey out here. Uh, and the boar is just like. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make that face as well? Yeah, it's, it's got a fucking angry looking face. <laughs> and, this, and this boar looks mean. It looks Aww. mean. But the the guy, it's the big guy that was kind of like, kind of scoffing about Ayla is the one holding it, and he just like pats its head and he's like, "It's all right, Suey." We, we, you ain't no, you ain't, you good girl. He's like, <laughs> his head. And it kind of like nulls up against his hand. Um, and like the, the young man, Jessup, is just like, well, all right, good day. Open up them gates. And like you hear the wooden palisade gates being opened. And, and you, you see, see a fairly fair. sizable kind of village town. It's not quite a full town. Um, it's maybe got maybe sort of like 30, 40 kind of like buildings or families. Um, but it's sizable enough. Um, it's mostly open air. Um, real rustic. Real rustic. And with that, we're going to take a break Fantastic. before we get into the town. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. Once again, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, DD Beyond and Brilliant.org. Part two of this episode will be on Thursday, so we can see how the party blends in into this farming settlement of Rose Hall. See you then. Mm-hmm.